Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and start. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was waiting for one of you to interrupt me, but okay. This. Why do you think I would interrupt you? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but be careful, Austin is injured. We can't. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. We're gonna have to tell him to put his earmuffs on. He took out a rib to do the whole Marilyn Manson thing. Oh Ooh. my god! Already starting. Oh, Army Hammer wanted to eat that his girlfriend's rib. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was like, that's not a bad gig. I'll be your girlfriend, Army Hammer. <laughs> One, two, three, four. is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. Okay, this year is our New Year New Zealand theme, and we are covering today one of our favorites. So with me today, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, my boo-boo and best school friend, Mikey, and our special Hi. guest... And our special guest from Frightmares podcast, who may or may not be injured and may or may not be wearing pants, Austin. Boys, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Currently injured, currently not wearing pants, so hmm. good for me. Mikey. Currently semi-erect now. <laughs> hello, everybody. Um, Mikey, Mikey would like you to pick up that pencil from off the floor over there, Austin. Oh, I dropped my everything on the floor over there. Let me go pick it up. Oh, my wallet, my phone. I think we need another bend and snap. That's what we need. So. Oh, goodness. There's no need to snap afterwards, Aid. Ah, uh, true. Just true. a good old bender. Good old bender. <laughs> not the not the kind where you go out and get black blackout drunk. The uh, kind where you bend uh, your body. <laughs> well, for those of you who uh, noticed, or, or I guess if you're watching the video, I have my Friday the 13th background up. Um, Austin always has Jason behind him, but he did have Added a mask. That, yeah. yeah, he did have his mask on earlier, you know, at Mikey's request. But today we are recording on Friday the 13th. So happy Friday the 13th, guys. Yay. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Starting off the year. I love it. I know, right in January. And I think the next one is in October, actually. So that's going to be a lot of fun. This year? Oh, shit. Okay. Spooky, that's always okay. fun. Yes, I had to explain to one of my students the other day, I think I told you guys this, that uh, there are more than one Friday the 13th throughout the year. You just have to check the calendar. There is in October. Oh, man, that's always a good year when you've got a Friday the 13th in October. I know, and I'm like, yay, so it's Halloween, it's spooky season, it's Friday the 13th, what more could we ask for, so. Yeah. I don't want to wish this year away, because I will eventually turn 35 before that happens, so until then, <laughs> <laughs> we're celebrating today, so unfortunately, our very own Jason could not make it on the episode today, but Jake and Doug are apparently are doing a bonus episode on the very movie that we're talking today. So if you guys miss those two, they will be showing up sometime next week. So hopefully the sirens in the background uh, are not picking up on my microphone, but I'm sure they are. So I'm just going to wait till that passes. I don't hear anything. What are you talking about? I Can heard him. It'll pick up. You have to play along, Mikey. God. Oh, I mean, no. No, totally. Don't hear them at all. 
No, what were you saying, Jake and Doug? Or what? OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great recovery, Mikey. Nailed it. Love it. While Aid hides from La Migra, we will discuss. <laughs> is there any other movies out there that highlight Friday the 13th besides Friday the 13th? And actually, Friday the 13th doesn't even highlight Friday the 13th. There's Saturday the 14th. I know that. That's a really fun, campy movie. But actually taking place on Friday the 13th, that is a good question. I don't I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure there is, but I can't think of anything right off the dome. So because I feel like all filmmakers are afraid to cover it because they're like, oh, well, we already have Friday the 13th movies, but like they don't actually highlight the day. It's kind of like when you have a selection in front of you and your friend chooses one, but doesn't use whatever they chose. And you're like, but I wanted that one. You're not even using it, you know? Yeah. Well, now you got me curious. Now I have to look up if there's any horror movies besides the Friday the 13th movies that take place. That's oh. not the only thing I have you curious about. Whoa. Like Whoa. what Friday the 13th movie I'm going to watch tonight. Which one are you going to watch? The remake. Oh my God. Me too. See, this is why we're, we, we twin Twinsies, all the time. Twinning. Twinners. Time. Twinners. Twinners. I was like, if I start the first one, and I'm going to have to follow it up with every single one beyond that. But I was like, if I just do the remake, then I can watch that one, and it's a one-off. But I have to start at the beginning if I'm going to start with the originals. That's just how I am. So I just I just want to be bad, if you know what I mean, and see Willa Ford, if you know what I mean. Y'all probably don't, Do y'all know that song? Please tell me. I just want to be bad. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but I know the song. Make bad look so good. Got things on my mind. Now I'm going to have that fucking song in my head. Thank you know you, what Mikey. was on her mind? Jason's machete because she got stabbed in the head. They should have played that whenever she got stabbed in the head under the bridge. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That was a cute little death. In fact, it's funny that we did. Well, really quickly on that one, because I didn't initially, I did not like it when I saw it in theaters. And then I revisited it couple of years ago and i was like i actually really like this movie what was i i don't know what i didn't like about it back in the day but i love it now so the remake yeah. is pretty solid i do and i love freddie versus jason and i love jason x so i feel like all of those are sort of kind of bastardizations of <laughs> of what we're used to but then you have part seven which again i i was dying at jason's list today because he was saying everything that i was thinking and so but I think the best and I, the one I'm going to watch after I'm done with you guys, I mean, after I'm done recording, because I love you, is part four. Final chapter. And they, they there's so many Friday the 13th I love. It's like Friday four, the final chapter. And then it's, uh, what is it? The, what's the other one that's like the final Friday? Jason goes to hell, I think, the final Friday. I'm like, how many final Fridays are we going to have before it's actually the final Friday? I don't think that's know. called the final Friday. Right? It's Jason. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Am I am I incorrect in that? I swear I swear there was another one that had the final something in it. I thought uh, the final chapter isn't the final chapter part four. That's, that's part, part four. four. Okay. Yeah, but I could have sworn Jason goes to yeah, Jason goes to hell semicolon the final Friday. So they've lied to us twice now by saying this is gonna be the final movie. There ain't no like, final Friday. There's no <laughs> yeah, there's no final Friday. Shit. Well, what do y'all feel about it was a rumor it's not gonna happen, but how would y'all have felt if the next one was a found footage movie? You don't have to twist my arm on that one. I don't know if you know how I feel about found footage. I personally love found footage, obviously if it's done right, but that would definitely bring a completely new aspect to the franchise and it's something that hasn't been done. So if it's done right, if you give it to the right person that knows how to do it, I say I say go for it. But you have to, you know, you have to do it right, not skimp out on all the gore and stuff. 
Well, here's my idea to Mr. New Line Cinema or whoever owns it now. <laughs> Make and market the first found footage movie that's a slasher and don't show Jason until the end and call it something else and be like, oh, surprise, it was Jason the whole time. Ooh, okay. Kind of like the first movie, how they don't show you the killer till the end and then they reveal it's, you know, Pam Voorhees. Yeah, kind of, but like, Similar. it's a, yeah, like you remember how the the Blair Witch that when they remade, or not remade, when they rebooted it, they called the trailer The Woods until it got closer and it was like, surprise, bitches, it's the Blair Witch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I want them to do something like that. That would be a good idea. They are making that new TV show too on Peacock. It's supposed to be a Camp Crystal Lake like series. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but that's something exciting. At least we're getting something new in the way of uh, Friday the 13th. But is it going to involve Jason? Yeah, it's uh, Jason as the, it's, it's got Jason from like the first one on the cover, kind of like half turn. You can see his like deformed face. So I think it's supposed to take place before one, I think, or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it does. It's supposed to have Jason in the show. So. That should be a lot of fun. I'm usually not a fan of like going back and explaining things like when they try to explain why Michael Myers kills people. What I am interested in is figuring out why Jason changed from a little boy to a huge menacing like monster. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of crack out in the woods of New Jersey, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Maybe it was the uh, chemical waste runoff that they never mentioned and they just bulked them up down there. That's always been my thing. <laughs> New Jersey does have a state smell, so there's that, you know. <laughs> I'm so sorry for those of you listeners in New Jersey, but I, I had to. Yeah, fan of the show Snooki and Wow. I have no uh, support <laughs> over what Adrian is saying. Um, however, <laughs> what if they were trying to do like, oh, you know what? When Jason died, he actually just died. But by the way, there's a dead eye in the same forest. And that's what's been killing kids the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, because they allude to the to the Necromonicon in which one I think Jason goes to hell. The Necromonicacon? The Necromonicon. Is that, is, that, is that the female version of the, is that the Necromonicon's the nec wife? The Necromonicon? That's the Necromonicon. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. Excuse you is right. Anyways, I, I don't know. They, they do allude that he might be a deadite, which I think would be pretty fun if we would like to have some crossovers and it would be fun to have a found footage. All of these things would be fun. But where do we draw the line? Like when when do we just get new shit and like new shit that is actually good? And yeah. I'm not saying that we didn't have a good year last year with new films because I think that like a fresh take on Jason. Because the problem with Jason, I think, is that he is kind of one-dimensional. Like, I only ever watch Friday the 13th in the summertime. Like, they're my summer movies, you know? Right. And I also think that he's kind of like a big oaf. I Yes, he's scary, but I don't think he's as scary as Michael, and he's not as fun as Freddy. Like, I, I would say that Jason is my least favorite, but like to have a fresh take on him and make him actually scarier, like, I think that the, the remake does make him scary. Right. So I don't know. We'll I can see. agree with that. Yeah. I think the remake definitely makes him a bit scarier and kind of adds a little bit more story to it. Cause they kind of just mash a bunch of movies together in the remake and kind of throw homage to a lot of the Fridays. So yeah, maybe like a fresh new take, maybe a different backstory or something, but it's like, they have done so many up to now. So it's like, 
are people like you know people are just going to be angry if they just completely start over but it's like but i think that's what we need is just a fresh start honestly fresh ideas a fresh take well you can get those with terrifier friday the 13th is fine just as it is and he is not the least scariest of the three Freddy Krueger's lame, and he jokes, and he's not funny. Michael Myers is basically Jason, but smaller. So that's less scary than a hulking man with a machete that cannot be even pushed aside. Michael Myers has been pushed aside, and Laurie threw him in the meat grinder the other time. Spoiler alert, whatever the fuck that thing was at the car thing. But Oh my god, that fucking blasphemy <laughs> of a movie, sure. <laughs> yeah, so that movie, that franchise is over. Jason is still alive and kicking, thank you. I'm sorry, but Freddy should have won in Freddy versus Jason. That's just my take. Why? He's just a censor in a Christmas sweater. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I I took it as him winning in uh, Freddy versus Jason because he winks at the end, signifying he's in they're in his dreams, right, or something. No, I think they both they're both alive, and I was hoping that the sequel was going to be like them just killing everybody because I think you can't have one win. No. Like, it's yeah. you're gonna you're gonna piss off 50 percent of the audience either way <laughs> so i think the only way to really successfully do that is find a way for them to tolerate each other and just kill everybody else just team up man and create a transformer style monster where they all just get together and go crazy i'd be i'd be down with that well they already did that in the grudge versus the ring but oh, that's true they did <laughs> spoiler alert again sorry <laughs> so silly today Oh my god. I know. I can't be stopped. Mikey. <laughs> anyway, so Oh my goodness. Moving on from Friday the 13th. So we've been covering a lot of like new stuff that's coming up, I feel like, and I, you know, we just recorded another episode on on Terror Train and Terror Train 2, the remakes that actually came out today. So the, for those of you listening, if you have not checked out that bonus episode this month, please do. Uh, but as far as that goes, I think that, you know, the New Zealand, the New Year New Zealand theme is a lot of fun for me because I got to rewatch one of my favorites of all time. I think, especially considering the fact that this was probably my favorite movie horror cover in the video store growing up. Like when you we used to go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or Price Shopper, wherever you get your your videos back in the day, like I would love to go sit in the movie, the horror section. And this cover was always my favorite cover. And that film is Dead Alive by Mr. Peter Jackson, aka Brain Dead. So I'm actually really excited to talk about that with you guys today because we've been actually talking about this on the show for a while to do. And I think we've avoided it for so long because it is so perfect. And like, what else can you say about it? Right. However, by the look on Mikey's face and the fact that uh, Micah threw you under the bus. He would, wouldn't he? Uh, well, he was really upset. <laughs> I know. He told me to lose his number. <laughs> he sent me a, a message last night. Or, uh, uh, Mikey sent me a text last night and he's like, F this movie. I'm like, what movie is it? He's like dead alive. And I was like, oh no, you don't like it? No. It's like, oh, this is going to make for interesting conversation tomorrow. I'm very excited now. Well, yeah. So th I think that this is what's going to make this episode because we actually have a foil to just, you know, me and Austin gushing and fangirling over this. We'll have Mikey and his negativity. That's what I'm here for, baby. Clouding up the episode, <laughs> but to also make it interesting because, you know, we need to hear everybody's opinions on these things. That's what makes it 
fun is the, the varying opinions of the show. As you know, we're all a little different in some way. None of us really agree on, on anything, actually. So it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think gay marriage should be legal. And Austin thinks gay marriage should be mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Again, I will just leave this uh, episode so that Austin and Mikey can be alone, you know. Having said that, so, I, you know, this movie came out a long time ago. And so, yeah, Mikey, you don't like it. But Austin, what do you think of it really quick? Uh, really quick. I think the first time I watched this was pretty recently because it's one of those ones that's really hard to track down physically. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why it's so hard to get like a Blu-ray or DVD. But I watched it for an episode we did, I think it was back in 2020, and I've heard about it, you know, I'd heard about it well before then, I knew it was crazy, and the first time I watched it, I, I thought it was a fever dream, I was like, did I actually watch that movie, or was that, like, was that just a dream? But it's just so ridiculously over the top and wild, and has probably some of the best practical effects that I think I've ever seen in any movie, gore-wise, so it's just a lot of fun. It's not like a, it's weird, it's not like a favorite movie of mine, because it's it's kind of hard to watch. Some of those scenes, is like, I really start, you know, like, I gag, I'm like, oh my god. But it's just so wildly ridiculous that it is very enjoyable to put on every now and again, and uh, so I, I really enjoy it, you know. It's a, it's a four-star movie from me, I think it's pretty fucking awesome. Would you say that it was all a dream? You used to read Word Up magazine? Salt and Pepper? Up in the limousine? <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought of when you first said it. Sorry, Aid. Go ahead and go on. I feel that as a horror fan, or as anybody who is who claims that they are into horror, you don't have to like this movie, but I really feel like you have to see it. So for those of you who have not seen it and are listening to this episode, please hang up. <laughs> hang up hang and up dial and again. Try and try your number again. <laughs> your phone call cannot go through as a dial. I am showing my age today. I swear to God, <laughs> please stop the episode and come back to it after you finish it. You can actually stream it now on, on YouTube. No ads either. That was crazy. There was no ads. I was like, Ooh, that's nice. Well, I think it's because it's an illegal upload, but whatever. Well, you know, get it while it's hot. Otherwise yeah. you can always pay to rent it on prime. I actually bought the DVD. So, you know, I, this, I go way back with this one because, you know, I have been a horror fan since the beginning of time. And obviously I've always loved the cover of this movie, but I had never seen it because, you know, it was one of those where like my mom would look at the box and she'd decide if I could watch it or not. Right. It was probably a good thing because I had no business watching that. As yeah. A I was like, good call for your mom for not letting <laughs> you watch that when you were little. Yeah. Although I, I do have some interesting things to say about this uh, film because it, it's, it's perceived differently in different countries. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but I mean, I did watch it. I think when I was about, and I, I told you guys in the chat the other day, I ordered it on Amazon after I had seen clips of it. They were playing pieces of it at Halloween horror nights in one of the queues. Oh, so they were playing clips of it. And then I was watching something on TV about it, about Peter Jackson, and they were talking about Dead Alive. So I went on Amazon and back then there was no Amazon Prime. When you ordered something from Amazon, it would come in like a couple of weeks. This was oh a very God. long time ago. You know, I think I still had dial up when I ordered it. <laughs> So, but anyway, I ordered it and it came in and at the time that uh, my boyfriend I was dating at the time I was staying at his place and then, you know, everybody was sitting around getting stoned and just drinking and shit. And I was like, oh, let's watch Dead Alive. And we put it on and the guys are first like, no, fuck this movie. Like they, you know, but the minute that Vera 
pops her sword and all that pus goes flying into the custard and the guy starts eating it like everyone's like oh like everybody's into it at this point and that's uh, when they got into it they got into it at that scene because I, I, I think if you go into that film not knowing, firstly, it's, it is a horror comedy. It's very, very slapstick. Peter Jackson, you know, pulls from a lot of, you know, of influences that, you know, of the time. They had set back in the 50s, so it was meant to be a certain specific tone. So if you're not going into this knowing that it's a horror comedy, you may not appreciate it. Yeah. And so, you know, and then after that, it's balls to the wall. It doesn't stop from there. Like, once that happens... And my favorite scene is she's like, your mother ate my dog. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Paquita. And it's just, it's one of those where it just, it, it always stays with me. I watch it like once a year. I think it's a lot of fun. I love the lawnmower scene. There's so many good, pra- it's all practical effects. And the, and the thing is, it's like, we're talking about how it is so gory. It's probably one of the goriest, like, I, I know that I had read somewhere a long time ago that it's one of the most, uses the most blood of any horror film. And I think that the remake of, if I'm not mistaken, of Evil Dead beat it. Yes, you are correct. hundred percent. And so, you know, and, and it's not just blood, like it's, it's chunky blood. It's sticky. It's girl, like you could smell it. Like it is that everything about this film plays in all of your senses not just what you're seeing but you can hear all of these gross sounds you can smell the like the fucking uncle last when he's taking a piss in the in the bathroom and you can tell he can't pee right because he's got like gonorrhea or whatever he has and it's just like like everybody in this movie is disgusting like you can just like and it's hilarious that you say that it's so gory because there was like mixed reviews when this movie came out it was banned more or less in germany and canada but for some reason the uk thought it was so humorous that they could actually give it like a rating 15 and up like they were really considering doing that and so it's simon Pegg was you know inspired by this film and without this film we wouldn't have Shaun of the dead and i think that there has been horror comedy obviously before this but i really feel that this film probably set the precedent of a balance of comedy storyline gore and just ridiculousness and just so much fun like it's a lot of fun so mikey poo poo to you that's all i have to say <laughs> <to that. laughs> well i think it's funny because a lot of the movies from the 80s aren't listed as comedies but they're campy to us now you know 20 or 40 years later but i think i think you're right because this is actually labeled as comedy and horror so they knew what they were doing with this one so i could i could definitely see that kind of setting the bar for comedy horrors going down the road you know what i mean yeah and this is his third you know peter jackson's third feature after uh bad taste and meet the feebles which we've already done an episode on bad taste if you want to go back to the land that time forgot in our first year of slashers podcast you can go ahead and listen to that episode and we're actually thinking of doing meet the feebles later this month so Ooh. you know obviously peter jackson has a huge influence in new zealand lord of the rings being the forefront of everything there i'm sure but i i could give a shit for lord of the rings i mean i know everybody loves it i don't fucking care i won't read the books i've seen the movies and i've fallen asleep for every single one of them like i've never stayed awake they're like they're like four hours yeah like a hundred <laughs> hours later and i still don't know what the hell's going on and the only thing i like about it is that vigo Mortensen is fine as hell in that movie but then you make poor elijah wood this tiny ass little imp thing and i'm like i don't i don't get it anyways <laughs> sorry mikey am mm-hmm. i offending you 
<laughs> oh no, you've you've done more for Lord of the Rings than I have. I didn't even bother watching it. Uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's like one of those where you like, oh, you have to watch it, right? Because everybody sees it. But I'm like, why did I go see those movies? Did not care for them. Anyway, um, and so this film actually had two releases. It came out in 1992, February 12th, 1992. I only remember that because it's my girlfriend's birthday. Or no, I'm sorry, excuse me. August 13th, 1992 in New Zealand. It came out the following year in February in the United States. And uh, so I went ahead and looked at the competition for both years because I thought that was kind of important because I feel like obviously with most of these films and so many films like i that i feel that we do like at the time they did fine but now they're cult classics everybody loves them so it's like you know what's going on so i think that in 1992 it had it had a lot of good competition and plus this being a quote foreign is it considered a foreign film yeah it's foreign yeah. right yeah, like, New Zealand. people usually say foreign for like movies that aren't in english but i i would say it is it is a foreign film um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but from a foreign land from a foreign land but from august alone we had pet cemetery part two Ooh. which according to christmas bloody christmas is better than part one but i would disagree uh, i would t- disagree with that whole movie but go ahead oh how dare you mikey and i are clearly opposites <laughs> Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, which I fucking hate Twin Peaks, so I don't care. Mind Warp, and that just came out in August. But from the rest of the year, we had Bram Stoker's Dracula, Sleepwalkers, Dr. Giggles, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Army of Darkness, Candyman, Demonic Toys, Hellraiser 3, Alien 3, Amdeville, It's About Time, Children of the Corn 2, Stepfather 3, Death Becomes Her, Critters 4, 976 Evil 2, which I had no idea. They had made a part two. Maniac Cop 3 and Waxwork Part 2, as Doug would say. And so (laughs) I think that it had a pretty good competition that year. And of all of those, I would say, aside from Army of Darkness, which, so you know, it's hard for me to consider Army of Darkness for, I would say that the best would be Dead Alive or Brain Dead at that time. I didn't even know they made three stepfathers. Did they, they made two sequels from the stepfather? Yeah, and I think really? he's alive in all of them, which is like, I think, he, doesn't he die in all of them? I don't know. That's Fuck that guy. A lot of threes going on that year. Holy shit. Alien oh. three, stepfather three. My God. A wow. lot of threes. And you know, and I liked Alien three, but Alien three, my God, that movie's so fucking long. Like, no. it's longer than it needs to be. Like, they could cut so much out. Anyway. <laughs> And then in 93 from February of the year that it came out in the U.S., Army of Darkness, I guess, had two releases. We had The Vanishing, that was just from February, but from the rest of the year, we had Leprechaun, Kronos, Jason Goes to Hell, Happy Friday the 13th, Body Melts, Return of the Living Dead 3, my favorite, Ticks, Body Bags, The Good Son, Amdeville, The New Generation, Body Snatchers, Warlock, The Armageddon, When a Stranger Calls Back, and Puppet Master 4. So I guess we're dealing with a lot of sequels these couple of years. And then Body Bags. Have you guys seen Body Bags? Oh, Body Bags. Yeah, Body Bags. Came so out. good. John Carpenter, yeah. Toei Hooper. Oh my God, so good. How are you just going to glaze over The Good Son? That was a freaky ass movie. Uh, the Good Son always traumatized me, speaking of Elijah Wood. Like, <laughs> And, you know, one of my favorite bands, A Day to Remember, one of their songs is named after a line in that movie. And I'm just like, and I love that song. And I'm like, nice. and I didn't even know until I was watching, I rewatched The Good Son a few years ago, because I never wanted to watch it again. I watched it as a kid with my mom. 
My mom rented it. And we watched it together when I was a little kid. Same. <laughs> and I was like traumatized. Like Macaulay Culkin can go suck a fucking dick. And I would have dropped his ass off the cliff too. Good for you, mom. Good for you. I, the, he drops like the fake body off the bridge and he says the line. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Day to Remember song. And I'm like, oh, that's probably where they got it from. <laughs> Anyways, fun fact. Well, trivia, because Austin and I live in Central Florida and they're from Ocala, Mikey. You know. Yeah, they so are. You know, just so you know. Okay. That's just what's going Elijah on. Elijah Wood here. lives 45 minutes away from me. So just so you know. Oh. Ooh, you should go pick him up. Him and Shelly Duvall will be like an awesome trio. We should go like make a little pilgrimage on our way to Texas Frightmare. <laughs> We're like, oh, who are these crazy ass people showing up at Elijah Wood's house? And We're going like, to have okay, to go. I'm gay. I know. <laughs> we'll have to go. Austin might not go with us, but we can still go. We can go. Just FaceTime me. I'll be there. Mike is in the doghouse, but you know, we can still go. We can still go. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I just want to go to Texas and, you know. He's in my doghouse for revealing my secrets. But I specifically said, don't tell anybody. But this movie's trash. I forgot what exactly told him. He he told me he told me to, that he you said not to say anything. But then he goes, I don't give a fuck if you tell him I said this. He said like he was so mad. <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, is when he was telling me this, he was so serious about it too. And I'm like, what's he gonna say? Like, what is he gonna say? And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> That's literally all I said. I didn't even say anything. It was one line. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Abe, listen, I have to tell you something. <laughs> Goobers. So we'll just go back to the beginning of what the film is about. Uh, tagline, some things won't stay down even after they die. And so, you know, I think after coming off the heels of Evil Dead, I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of people compare and contrast this with Evil Dead, right? Evil Dead, especially part two, because part two has so much humor with it, which is not my favorite in the franchise. So my favorite, obviously, is part one, but we'll, you know, that's, we'll save that for another episode. So at 104 minutes, did we think this was very long? Yes. <laughs> Saw that coming. I didn't know, because it, it's just, it goes, it has legs. It just, once, once that scene happens with the mom, it just, it doesn't stop. So it's like, not like it's boring. I didn't, I didn't think it was too long. Okay, yeah. I mean, I know, Mikey, you don't like it. And Mikey, I'm going to give you the floor in a little bit so you can explain to us what it, what it is that you dislike about this film, about Peter Jackson's classic, Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. On a budget of $3 million, it made, it grossed in the U.S. alone 243000 but it's actually done a lot more since, um, and obviously it's a cult classic with the release of it on, on different platforms that we have. I know that, Austin, you said you had a hard time finding it, which I thought was so interesting because at the time when I bought this, I think I paid $6 for it and then five for shipping. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I, I like, I'm sure it has something to do with rights or maybe he doesn't want to re-release it because I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's hard to find. It's out of print. You have to pay a lot of money for it. I heard when that they were going to be doing a 4k of it sometime soon. So that would be great. Cause I'd love to actually own it physically, but yeah, it's uh it's pretty hard to find. And the only ones you can find at least on, for my searching is uh you know like region b or something like that and i don't have a region free player so i could buy it but i wouldn't be able to play it so but yeah hopefully they do a 4k that would be amazing yeah that's that's a shame because i you know and the one and the copy that i have is scratched up so it does skip a lot i mean because it's you know it's an old dvd i mean i literally i had it i bought it when i was 19 and how old am i uh, i'm not gonna answer that question but anyways (laughs) i've had it for a very long time and so and it's i've played it a lot obviously 
And so I think that, especially at a party or something like that, I think this is the perfect movie. And even in the queues at Halloween Horror Nights, when they played it up there, it was so gross and disgusting. And there was no sound. Like they just had the music playing. Like, you know, they always have this like arbitrary rock music playing in the yeah. background, Austin. And so like, there's no silence at, at Halloween Horror Nights, Mikey. I don't know if you've ever gone, but if you go, like the minute you walk in, it's just barreling you with noise. Like there's literally no silence. <laughs> and so like, you don't really know what's going on. So when you're watching clips of it, you don't know it's a horror comedy. You're just watching, you know, and especially it was the clips where, you know, the guy gets the ribs pulled out and. Oh, wait, I think I found a copy of this. It's the Spain import to Madre se ha comida a mi pe perro. I don't know what that means. Uh, Madre, say it again. Your Madre, say ha comida a mi pe Oh, 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 my, my, your mom ate my dog. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. I know some Spanish. Terrible, terrible pronunciation, but uh, I can roll my R's. So there's that. That's good. Look at yeah. Not too shabby. And that's why I hate Dead Alive, and I will not repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a little scamp, Mikey. Sorry about that. Anyway, I gave her a bone, so we'll see how long that keeps her placated. Anyway, it's no surprise to me that so many filmmakers obviously have been uh, inspired by it. And so you can't say you hate Dead Alive, and then but then you enjoy all the things that came of it, Mikey. Like you have to think of the doors that it opened. Well, actually I can, because did I enjoy it as a film? No. Do I respect what it has done for other films? Also no, because <laughs> the movies that it has inspired are movies that I don't enjoy, like Return of the Living Dead. Like the things that I did like from it were things they got from Evil Dead. So, it's fine that it's out there. I'm not like, oh, it should have never been made, but it's just, I don't, like, I'm like you. I like Evil Dead 1. As soon as they made the sequel and tried to make it funny, I was like, mm, not into it. So this is kind of like the same vibe as Evil Dead 2, but more amped up on the campiness. And it just wasn't for me. And it was really gross. Like the gore still holds up to today because I spent the night before throwing up. Um, and so when I was watching the porridge scene, I was like, I'm going to throw up again. <laughs> um, but it was just, you know, I liked the effects. And I even told Micah, I was like, oh, the mom turned into a monster. Maybe this will turn around for me. It didn't. But <laughs> it just, I... I don't know like it I don't really like silly for the sake of being silly I like silly whenever it's unintentional because it's a low budget or like a shitty actor because then it's funny <laughs> but <laughs> you like to laugh at things and not with them yes that applies to people as well <laughs> But I don't know, I, you know, I saw it once when I was little and I will say that the cover, the VHS art did scare me when I was a kid because I thought it was really gross. And if you pay attention, Paquita's lips are, or mouth is like wider than it should be, which also makes it kind of gross because you can see like the stretch marks in her lips starting to stretch and it was just making me really uncomfortable. And then when Paquita came out, I was like, there's no Mexicans in New Zealand. And I was like, oh, she's Spanish. But... <laughs> It's, I know, but like, how did that even happen? Like, I didn't even realize, but I guess maybe. Well, it was weird because the mom is clearly English, Paquita is Spanish, and then I don't know if the guy's from New Zealand. He like barely had an accent. 
so i was like where are these people from yeah (laughs) but i think that it was kind of like a commentary on the war or something because remember the latvian i i I keep wanting to say ventriloquist veterinarian remember Mm. when he goes to get the tranquilizer and he was like he's like he's bitching about he doesn't have his papers like they hunted us like we were dogs or something (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that's so fucking stupid and funny so clearly there was a lot of, uh, I, apparently this is a commentary on the uh, immigration aspects of New Zealand, because I guess a lot of people probably fled there to, to get away from whatever I mean, they, they still were, are. They, I'm sure they still are, but you know, we don't live over there. So how do we know? You know, cause we're Americans and we only give a fuck about America. Oh, that's so. what I meant is that even America is trying to get over there. Yeah, but uh, we, we, we covered it on the last episode. They are high, they, the requirements to get in are a lot stricter than even right. ours um but and property values are down now is the time to buy come on <laughs> the the one thing i really did like there was everything that the mom did because i really enjoy older actors and actresses that really go for it in horror movies because i always kind of think of like you know you have to hire an older actress and they're probably not going to be super down with the material they're probably going to be like oh this is so demeaning but i'm going to do it anyways but like this woman is committed and I really liked her bitchiness. I probably will be like her when I'm 75. Um, not like a zombie. You're going you know. to kill Adam and stuff him in the trunk? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> depends what he does. And she drowned her husband. She didn't stuff him in the trunk. But, uh, or did she stuff him in the trunk? Well, she put somebody's body in the trunk. Lionel finds it. I think oh. it's the mistress. I just remember the, yeah. the drowning scene. But I really enjoyed her. <laughs> I was really confused in the beginning because they're on some island getting the monkey and the guide has like a Jamaican accent, but I don't think they were on Jamaica. No, I don't they, know. they were outside of New Zealand. And this is where, cause Peter Jackson's a huge fan of King Kong, like the old one. Oh yeah. Cause I was going to, I notated Skull Island was where they were. Yeah. yeah. So Just he wanted, <laughs> he, he was mimicking all of the, the things and tropes from Skull Island and kind of took that and ran with it and of course you know it comes it comes all comes around because he directs the brand well not the remake not the recent remake but i think i think that remake with um adrian brody is and jack black is a fucking amazing film like it is so good and peter jackson of course did it such a good movie like of all of the remakes that they've done so far with king kong that one is probably honestly the best yeah i feel that one gets a lot of hate but i quite enjoy it it's really long but i mean other than that i i think it's great i mean it's like it's basically two separate movies so you just turn it off when they come back to new york and watch the rest later like big fucking whoop (laughs) but you know i so he's definitely he pulls a lot from that which i think is i think is nice because a lot of people uh kind of look at king kong i was watching um eli roth's uh what the fuck a show is when he talks about different topics and one of uh history of history of horror history of horror and he's talking about creature features and then they talk about king kong because king kong is while he is a a monster he while he's perceived as the the monster he's not you know and i i think it's the, the same with this film it sort of kind of mimics that kind of theme where they are these heinous creatures like the mom was a monster before she became one she was already a monster right mm-hmm. And so I think that it's a nice little like metamorphosis that she goes through because 
she becomes this rotting, disgusting thing who's so reliant, still reliant on Lionel until she blows up into this big monster. By the way, those titties hanging on the floor and her big ass. I don't know what he was thinking with that. (laughs) And so really quick, I just want to go over the recapitation really, really quickly. Um, The film is about a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. And basically, Lionel, the son, is just kind of holding all of these, quote, zombies in the basement because he doesn't quite know what to do and he's losing his shit, right? And so Paquita's in love with him. She wants to be with him. She tries to help him. And I think it's just one of those things where, like, by the end, everything just like kind of happens. Like all of these things are happening at once that you really need to rewatch this a few times, Mikey, in order to fully appreciate <laughs> the beauty of the ending uh, as the climax of the film, right? Because- Well, maybe if it didn't bore me till I got there, I would have paid more attention. But I did mention when Fakita and uh, Lionel first meet and she's like looking at his butt, like circling each other. I was like, is this how Doug and Yahira first met? oh my goodness it probably was oh the story of us (laughs) but you know there's really not a well-known cast for this one i mean i'm sure they're well known in new zealand i didn't really look any of them up but we have timothy Baum as lionel diana penyalver as paquita elizabeth moody as vera the old lady and then Elizabeth Brimlecombe as Zombie Vera. So this was kind of a recurring thing because Stuart Devaney as Father Magruder, he played Father Magruder as a person, but uh, Stephen Paps played him as a zombie. And so, and you know, he, he kicks ass for the Lord. So that's a lot I wonder of fun. if it's because of their age and they couldn't do some of those uh, stunts. I mean, it's pretty disgusting. Like if you... If you actually said, which is why I thought, that, you know, the UK thought this was so humorous. And I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's really funny. I don't know if it's necessarily a film that I would show, you know, children because it's, it is disgusting. Like it's disgusting. I, there's a lot of like gruesome images in that and so much blood. Like I think I was reading that they, um, the lawnmower scene alone, they were pumping five gallons per second of blood through like could you imagine like all of this shit coming out of you i mean he's completely covered completely covered and i thought it was so cute like they had little funny nods like the where the part where he was about to slice the guy open or whatever and all the blood was gonna spatter he had to turn the the queen's picture around so it wouldn't get <laughs> blood on it like it was so funny i mean but you know so there's a lot of like balance with that which i think i could see I'm sort of with Mikey in the vein that horror comedy, no, is not my favorite, but this is one of my favorite horror films and it happens to be a comedy as well. So I don't know. It is not my favorite though, Mikey. I get it. Cause, <laughs> cause sometimes like, I just want to watch, like, I'm really excited to see skin and Marink, right? Because I know yeah. it's probably going to make me scared. Like it's going to scare me. I want to be scared. Like I don't, I like to laugh sometimes and I like gore, but sometimes I just really want to have chills. You know, it turns me off though. So this isn't just Dead Alive. I keep wanting to say Evil Dead. This isn't just Dead Alive. This is any movie from that era, especially Full Moon, is that like calliope music that they play. That's like the real joyful, like the score basically. It just, 
I don't like that score. And so a lot of the movies in the early 90s did it. And it always just kills it for me. Fair enough. It's interesting. I like it when they were doing it in the beginning because it's it, it kind of starts off as like a very happy, just unassuming movie. And I was like, oh, this is so cute and fun. And then like all this shit happens. You're like, oh, okay. I, just, I was not ready for that. So I think yeah. I didn't notice it throughout the entire movie, though. Did they really play that throughout the whole movie? I guess um, I just missed it. Not the whole movie, but it's it's just that real. I'm going to use this term in the way that it was traditionally used, but that really gay music. Um, <laughs> like just there. I don't know how else to explain Very it. Like happy, yeah. Upbeat and <laughs> cheerful, but like, you know, because I don't know. It was just movies that use scores that are opposite of the theme of the movie. Like Last House on the Left did it too, and it killed it for me in that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't like it. And there's very rare cases that it's actually effective because it can be. I think it's there though to kind of tone down the terror of what is happening on screen because you're watching something so horrific, but you're hearing something jovial. And so it's kind of messing with with what you should feel, right? Yeah. Especially with the last house and left. Don't even get me started on that one. So (laughs) I feel like it takes me out of the movie because my body's like, my brain's like, what? Well, and so I, like I step out and I'm like, what's going on with my nails like this? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I agree though. No, I but I think it's I think that was intentional, especially especially with Last House and Left, because you watch that awful scene and then you you go to the parents and I've only seen honestly, I've only watched it all the way through one time. Once. Yeah, it's definitely a rough watch. That's really hard to watch. So you know, is this hard to watch? I mean, it's probably way more gorier. As gory yeah. word, it's way gorier than Last House on the Left. And it uses a lot of blood. What did they say? 300 liters, which I did the math was like 100 gallons of blood, which I feel like they use more than that. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because really 100 gallons isn't a ton. If you're thinking in terms of like a fish tank, 100 gallons is like a fairly large fish tank that you can still have in your house. Yeah, so I think that there's something off with that fact. Maybe 100 gallons for like the ending scene, maybe? That would make sense. Just like yeah, it has gallon. to be more because if it's pumping five, five gallons, gallons a second, second, it would only yeah. be on for like 25 seconds. Ten, yeah, 10 seconds. Five seconds. I don't How know. How embarrassing. Yeah, I know. 10 times five. I mean, 10 times. 10 times 5 is 50. Well, maybe I did the math wrong. I don't know the metric system, people. So stop (laughs) asking me to figure these things out. I hate that. We're dumb Americans. We're just made to look pretty. Exactly. Sometimes. Expect so much. I know. Anyway. But also, how come come the zombies weren't eating him? And And why were they all dressed like they were from the 50s? Because it was the 50s. It's set back in the 50s. I miss that. I think it it says she died in 57. Yeah. Well, well guess the, who wasn't paying attention? At the beginning of the movie, Mikey, it says uh, Skull Island, 1957. So you saw Skull Island, but you didn't see 1957. Shame. I guess that is what happened. Shame. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Columbus going to your conclusions. Jeez. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh, here we go. Now we're going to be labeled oh. the, the racist podcast because he had a fucking You damn colonizer. Cristobal Colombo over here, right before Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Atlanta. Which, Jesus when Christ. I saw when I saw Paquita, I was like, "There's no Mexicans in New Zealand." And I looked and I was like, "Oh wait, she's not Mexican. She's the one that invaded my land." <laughs> <laughs> I. 
but yeah, so and and plus, you know, obviously there's a let's be a little racist in Nurse Towns because you know they're implying that the family is gypsies, right? And that they own the well, and the uncle says something kind of derogatory at her at some point to, uh, towards the end of the film. And I was like, I don't remember, it was like an offhand remark, but I was like, what did he just say that? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised there wasn't more, especially if it was set in the 50s. Yeah. People be crazy in the 50s when it comes to race. Oh, yeah. for sure. And, you know, and that's, I, you know, I wish I knew why. I think that, that, that he said it in the 50s, but I think it was sort of to kind of give like the age of innocence, like that. The 50s is considered like the the nice little you know package in a bow but that's in america i don't know how it was in the rest of the world right because in america like we had the little husband wife white picket fence 2.5 children even though husband was running off to the city uh to fuck his mistress every day you know these are the things they don't tell you or mister but the, this are mostly misters honestly i feel like a lot of gay men <laughs> had had a good time then uh, unbeknownst to their wives and I think it's a good way to kind of I guess contrast contrast the what is considered to be an innocent age with something that is so horrific and disgusting and horrible and just like yeah I, and the thing is it's like the only real sex in the film is between the zombies now what do we <laughs> make of that well you had to get the baby somehow and honestly <laughs> my god when I saw this movie I was probably maybe but like nine-ish and the only two things i remembered was porridge goop and zombie fucking zombie six and i probably didn't even know what sex was back then but maybe this movie is what uh made me realize what it was oh look there's the rat oh there yeah the rat, the rat monkey, the rat monkey. Oh, yeah <laughs> and then he still sells it anyway yeah. but you know you know uh, i was thinking i was like this also seems like it could have been a john waters movie um <laughs> and you know maybe he did the 50s just because it's a fun thing to do the outfits you know the lingo and all that stuff like because i can alligator yeah like i could see john waters doing this this type of movie in this era and it's just because for the artistic twist of what it looks like and yeah, and we also have to remember too that the fifties, I mean, this is the early nineties. The fifties were like forty years ago. What's forty years ago to us is the eighties. Eighties. So and we grew up with that time, you know what I mean? It's scary mm. to think that let's not talk about years anymore. Anyway, yeah, we're done. We're done. Now I'm going to now I'm going to upset myself. Anyway, um, so yeah, it came out in the early nineties. A couple more trivia. It on its initial release in New Zealand, it earned more per screen than Batman Returns when it came out. Whoa. In New Zealand? In New Zealand. Well, maybe Batman was more of an American thing. And Peter Jackson was more known in New Zealand. I don't know. I don't know. Well, also, he only had the two movies before that. So, I mean, for a horror movie to beat out a superhero movie, even though I consider Batman Returns Horror, and we talked about that in our oh, Christmas yeah. episode on Frightmares Podcast. Oh, oh yeah. name drop. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. We need to learn more about New Zealand. I feel like we're doing an entire month and we know nothing. We need to bring a New Zealander on and interview them. Do we know any New Zealand people? Do you think Peter Jackson would come on the show? Oh my God. <laughs> that would be epic. I think so. Imagine if we got him to come on and be like, hey guys, let me tell you. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No I announcement know. or anything. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but I know Elric Kane. He is a podcaster. He does. He does a lot of podcasts. I know. I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand, so I'm sure I could probably 
get in his DMs and be like, hey, you should come on this podcast and talk about New Zealand things. So I see Austin sliding into DMs and not yours. Uh-oh. For you guys. Whoa, whoa. Listen, for you guys. He's doing our dirty work. Abe. Yeah. <laughs> I do enough dirty work on this goddamn show. Austin, it's your turn. All right. <laughs> I'm on it. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so as far as the story goes, I, I know that 104 minutes, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's a long film at all. It flows. It I, I know that Mikey doesn't like it, so Mikey's going to say it feels like a long time. It's just the only thing that I would say about this is that I dislike about the film that I feel like does go on a little longer than it should be is the funeral scene, obviously, with with the father beating the ass out of the, the gangster guys and, and all that that scene. Like, it was a little long, only because I don't care for... I don't know. Was he doing karate? I don't know what any of that is. I don't give a shit about karate. I, I hate, like, that was the cringiest part of Terror Train 2, where she was like, my black belt in karate says otherwise. I'm like, shut the <laughs> fuck up, cunt. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking Xander. Fuck you. I was so mad. I'm like, you had to say that? I hate it when people like, oh, I know Muay Thai. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's what you spent your time on learning Muay Thai? Like, who the fuck are you fighting in the streets? You are not a Ninja Turtle. Anyways, that was my really mean rant. I think it's the wine and I'm <laughs> Well, if you do know martial arts, do not come to aid with your uh, accolades. Aid, aid says, don't talk about it, be about it, or whatever the <laughs> saying is. Aha, he is from New Zealand. Sorry to cut back in. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to get at him, message him. That's what I thought. So, yeah, Elric Kane. Ask oh, him he's about friends, he's friends with Jackie Kong. So am I. Well, Doug does work for Jackie Kong. They're friends oh, with her. Yeah. Nope. Doug and okay. Amira, they just went to her Christmas party. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. They do nice. Uh, Doug does. The, I forget what he does for her, but they meet up every so often. And he's, yeah. he's Awesome. And then, because they took it to Blood Diner we in Hollywood, which is a lot of fun. And if, you, if you've never been, I forget, it's a pizza place now, but literally they've done no remodeling. It looks exactly as it does in the movie. Oh my God. That's amazing literally Must exactly they have not changed a goddamn thing so adding it to my bucket list yeah so and it, it's really cute inside so we had a good time this film did win a lot of awards i will say it was nominated for it nominated one like uh at the fan of festival for best actor best special effects yep. best male dramatic performance best director best screenplay i mean these are all new zealand award shows saturn awards for best special effects best genre video so i mean it really i think kind of encapsulates the early 90s for having such a uh, a gory because you know everybody wants to talk about the 80s being the fucking best and we have in search of darkness in search of darkness i always forget the name of it and i watch because it's so long so i only watch like 20 minutes at a time and you know everybody wants to fan their nuts as doug would say to 80s horror which you know 80s horror did bring us so much and i'm not going to say that i dislike 80s horror because we all know that i prefer 70s because you know I'm, i'm more highbrow but like they don't want to recognize all of the delicious things that happened in the 90s and it's like everybody wants to say that the 90s is shit i'm like you can't say shit when we have dead alive i mean mikey can but (laughs) i like early 2000s horror because i'm trashy well i like it too okay in fact i was just talking about with the kids because they were talking about they they were like listening to my playlist i had ice nine kills on today because it's friday the 13th and there was one of them's like can you play slipknot and I'm looking at them like, 
what era slipknot new metal era slipknot or like today's slipknot like what kind of slipknot i don't know what new metal is and i'm like don't talk to me yeah, yeah. go listen to the episode of go listen to deathgasm and you'll learn about new metal i know and then one of my kids was like i really like corn and i'm like oh bless, bless your heart <laughs> i saw corn like four years ago yeah i've seen them i saw them at earth day birthday years ago when i was I was still young and beautiful. I was 22. Oh, mm, so okay, Lana Del Rey. You can't shit on 90s horror. There are so many good gems, and Dead Alive, aka Brendan, is one of them. So if you've not seen this yet, or you saw it a long time ago and you're like, what the fuck did I watch? Rewatch it again, enjoy it, realize that yes, it is a horror comedy. I'm sorry, Mikey, that you hate it. What else did you not like about this one? <laughs> so that Austin and I can argue. It just comes down to the camp it was a little which is weird because like i like camp but i don't know i don't it's the tone the heightened campness campiness but also i just all like don't really care for zombies mm. so it's like an amalgamation, as jake would say of things that i don't like in one movie and so you know i was just finger blasting myself the whole time texting Micah about how I didn't like the movie being deceived by a friend that I thought I could confide in <laughs> but we'll see you know you can't tell him anything he's worse than a girl <laughs> I know <laughs> maybe that maybe that was my test let's see how long it takes for this to get to Adrian if mm-hmm. I tell him something five minutes <laughs> yeah. the trap has been set and I, I kept that secret because I was like, this is going to be very good uh, talking tomorrow because he does not like it at all. In fact, he said, F, he said, F this movie. I was like, oh, no, it's bad. I know. Austin, I know. Austin was sitting there like rubbing his hands together. So excited. And little did he know <laughs> that Mikey was also telling Micah at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I'm a two timing <laughs> shrimp scampi, as Aid likes to call me. I went into this not knowing what this movie was about. And so... You know, at the at the start, I was like, fuck, what did I do? Like, why did I buy that? Why did I go, you know, on dial up and buy this movie and wait, you know, two weeks for it to come in only for this bullshit to happen? And then when it picks up, it picks up and you're like, you have to realize what it is. And I think that once you realize what it is and you go into it knowing that it's probably a lot easier to get through. Yeah. It can't be if, you, if you're not into that, because not everybody's into that horror night. I totally understand it. I mean... I would recommend it to the kids because I think, you know, I think like a younger audience would love it. They'd be like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Like, it's so stupid. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of want to explore. I can't do it on my own myself because I don't like looking within. But like, why do I not like this? But I like John Waters movies. You know, there shouldn't really be an issue there. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you liked Full Moon too, so... I do like Full Moon. That's the weird thing because Full Moon, like, but I don't like all the Full Moons. Like, I only liked Puppet Master four or three. I don't remember which one it was, but I don't know. I'm gonna talk to my therapist about. It. I'll let y'all know. Y'all know what they say. Okay. Before my session, please watch Multiple Maniacs and Dead Alive. Which you know, it was funny because I was on uh, HBO the other day uh, looking at all the horror movies, and both Multiple Maniacs and Oni Baba are on HBO Max. So if you don't want to sit through any ads on Tubi, feel free to go on HBO Max because we've done both of those episodes here on Slashers Podcast. Shameless plug. And if you want to hear Jake's beautiful voice again, you can go on those episodes because he and Mikey like to fangirl over 
the black and white horror. So there's that. Yes, because everything is black and white in this world. <laughs> Just like my dog. See? <laughs> yeah, so is mine, but she's being a little bitch right now. So anyways, I think we're coming up at the end of the hour. I think we've talked too long. I have no idea how long because I don't mm. put the audacity on anymore. So I have no idea how long this episode has been going on for. Hour but... and five minutes on my end. So. Oh, all right. Well, time to go. Anyway. Bye. Uh, no. I'm just kidding. Really See quick, Austin, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Austin, go ahead and tell us a little bit about Frightmares and we'll move on from there. Oh, tell us a little bit. Oh, boy. Well, we do weekly episodes that come out every Friday this year. Uh, we are doing themed month because I have just run out of ideas. So we're doing themed months this year. This month is staff picks. Um, and you are going to be doing a bonus episode with me at the end of the month for that. You guys pick the movie and I'm excited to rewatch it because it's one that I haven't. I guess I can say it here. It's Lords of Salem because, um, you know, I saw it a while ago and I was like, it's pretty good, but I want to rewatch it. So I'm excited to rewatch it. I'm glad you guys picked that because I'm also a so huge. Good. Yeah, I'm a huge zombie fan. And also it was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Rob Zombie um you can find us at on facebook at frightmares and instagram and slasher app at frightmares podcast twitter frightmares underscore pod uh stay spooky at outlook.com is our email i'm on letterboxd at dr proctor and tiktok at silver dot shamrock so boom boom and mikey where can we get any hot merch Woo. online <laughs> online the place if you would like awesome t-shirts or hats um, boutonnieres, dental dams, you can feel free to head on over to slasherspod.rebbubble.com and see the collection of designs we have. It's great. Get it for your grandma who's turning into a zombie. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at slasherspod, which is our official Instagram, or I don't know what the other one's used for, but Mutant Goons from Beyond is also there. And then you can find us on Facebook. The group is called Mutant Goons from Beyond. You can follow Adrian on Instagram at Fly Latina Too Hot for What You Got 69694420 Blaze It. Or you can follow me at Horror and a Half Show. And Austin, actually, Austin, I don't know what your Instagram is. My personal one? Yeah. What is your personal one? Do it's Dr. Dot Proctor, but Pro the O in Proctor is a, is a zero because they, you know, gotta... switching it up. The other one was taken. It's because you're so unpredictable. Like, I would tag you in things, but we don't know where the hell you are, so we just tag the frightmares. Anyway. Just tag that. I don't even use my other my personal Instagram at this point. I think mm -hmm. I post, like, once every six months, so. But, yeah, that's it, everybody. That's it. And so if you want to support us monetarily, patreon.com slash slash spot. We actually have a Patreon bonus month coming up for February, where our Patreon members that signed up for December actually requested some episodes. And then we're taking some episodes from longstanding Patreon members. So we're really excited about February for that. And if you want to join us or whatever, remember, we also have the Discord. I always forget about that. We're happy to talk shit the shit with you guys. Uh, on the discord if you don't know what that is then google it but we're actually really excited about january so i hope you guys are having a really great new year's thus far goodbye and good die bye, bye.